1: be back with you folks thanks for taking the opportunity to allow this broadcast to come across your radios and wherever it may be coming we're just honored to have that we're honored to have you with us today and as we move along so with me as usual is kevin good to be with you kevin rob how are you
2: I'm doing well. Great to be here, Doug.
1: You know, I was thinking, brother, as we come out of the Christmas holiday, as we come out of the new year and uh, uh, things, you know, there's always a newness at the beginning of every year. There's always a great thing, you know, but the angel said unto her, he said, fear not, Mary, for thou has found favor with God. We were just talking about today's word of the day is favor. Uh, finding favor with God, having favor, favor is a good thing. And praising God over there in Acts 2 in verse number 47, praising God and having favor with all people in the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. People say, well, I can't have favor with God and favor with people. Well, that's not biblical. Biblically, if you surrender, biblically, if you're all in, as long as we're not, you know, worshiping people, uh, we're not people pleasers, we're not Putting people up on pedestals, where uh, you know, uh, as long as it's about God, boy, God brings the people in. And uh, you know, if you're about respecting people, it's not going to work out for you. If you're about respecting God, He'll take care of the other stuff. He'll make sure that happens and and and, and having favor with all people and God. In the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. You want to make a difference? You want to find favor? Find it in God. Don't worry about finding it, man. God will take care of that side. God wants our relationship vertically to be right where it needs to be, our prayer relationship, our reading the Bible, our heart, our surrender, our accepting Jesus Christ. He wants that vertical relationship. He wants us to have that prayerful relationship where we talk to him. He wants us to have that Bible-reading relationship where he talks to us. And then God takes those prayers. he, He takes what he's put in our heart, and he puts it out to these people through heaven favor in us he's allowing him through us to rub off on other people i don't know about you kevin but i think that's the coolest thing the greatest pyramid scheme ever of all time is to lead someone to the lord who leads someone to the lord who leads someone to the lord uh man god can use that right
2: yeah yeah oh my god has set it up so that um, there's a chain of of influence you know a chain of favor a chain of of things that take place one, you know, it's dominoes. God, God set it up that, that everything joins together in this, in this neat relationship. And, um, you know, when you talk about favor, I, I looked up the scripture, so shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. And there are several scriptures where it does talk about finding favor with God and man, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man, Samuel, uh, grew, you know, in a, it says something similar to that when he was a child. So, um, I'm just thinking of the fact that it's got to be in priority though. The chain of command is, you know, if we say that we want to find favor with God first, in other words, God has everything I need. He's got, he's got my security Under wrap, He's got my peace, my joy, satisfaction. He's got a job for me to do that satisfies me. And uh, so all of these things come from him. So it would, would it not make sense that my favor would be sought every morning early? Will I seek thee in my favor with God? And, you know, I was thinking that the best prayer that I've ever made, the best kind of prayer is when was when is when all of my problems of life and everyone's got problems when all of those problems are a funnel that bring me to the point where I say lord I just want to please you I just I can't make everyone happy I don't I'm not even sure what will make me happy but lord let me this day let's at least have a circle drawn around me and in that circle, I want you to be happy with everything inside of that, and and making that prayer to God, uh, finding favor with Him in a way that pleases Him. I think it's awesome. It's kind of yeah. like, uh, it, it's kind of like when I get so, sometimes with my car, I'll go a little long before I I get tires. I it, it's hard. I tow a, I tow a car behind the RV, this big diesel coach, and so towing it you know, thousands and thousands of miles. It's, it's hard on the tires. It just is. And so, I mean, it just swipes a curb and and it'll separate some belts. So I'll have a, I'll have a tire that looks good, but it doesn't roll good. But when I get new tires, brother, when I finally break down and say, okay, my car is not happy. I want new tires. I, I, my, I'll drive away from the tire shop or the oil chain shop or the mechanic shop. And I'll say my car is I've got a happy car. You know, I find favor with my car. Boy, my car is happy today. And I'm driving down the road. The car has a good relationship with the road, a good relationship with me. The car is doing what it's meant to do. And I've been good to the car and the car is being good to me. That's that's the way it is with our Savior, Jesus Christ. He, you know, it's he wants us to put him first because that relationship will make the road goes the, the ride so much smoother with us. Won't it, Doug?
1: It will. And you know, that's a good example. I love when I have new tires on my car and I just by way of commercial, uh, literally from where I'm sitting, a five minute walk, will put you right to the front door of the largest Michelin plant in the, in the world. So I'm a Michelin guy. So buy those Michelins and take care of my neighbors. Half my neighbors make Michelin tires. The other half make BMWs. And then there's me in the They're middle good. and, uh, yeah, the preacher. But uh, buy those Michelin tires, and you know when we uh, exactly what Kevin was saying, finding that favor, getting in that groove. Boy, how smooth mm. things go when you find that favor. How nice of a ride it is. How and, and sometimes you forget how good the ride can be. That's what I loved about your example there. We forget, man, when we put those new Michelins on and they're balanced, and we have that 4 wheel alignment and. Oh, you say, man, this thing is driving so good. I, I forgot how great this car is. I used to sell cars years ago, just part time when Debbie was away at nursing school and I was in the army. And I remember one of the things that people would do is they'd come in with these two or three year old cars and most of them needed tires. And the manager would always say, if these poor folks just went out and bought a good set of Michelin's. (laughs) (laughs) They'd feel like they had a new car all over again. And, uh, but folks, it's when you start, when you're on those right treads, when you're on that right path, when you say, God, it's about you, it's not about me, God, I'm going to do what you have with me. I'm looking for my joy through you. I'm looking for getting through the day with you. I'm giving my relationships to you. I'm going to be a better spouse through you. I'm going to be a better parent through you. Boy, when you can do that, When you can trust God, oh, man, and you find that favor, there's no better place to be. Folks, we still find ourselves in Proverbs 29. I want to assure you that we're going to finish that up today, and then we'll have two chapters, and we're going to be hopping into Narcissism 101. and uh, so you don't want to miss that and how that can hurt a Christian and how we need to make sure we're not a narcissist. Many of you have contacted us. We're definitely going to do at least one person a week in an interview style and uh, <clears throat> and hear what you've been through with a narcissist. And we see this verse over here in Proverbs 29. It says, many seek the ruler's favor, but every man's judgment Cometh from the Lord, and isn't that true? People are always seeking; they're always desiring uh, the ruler to love them, to favor them, to put them in a high position. Whether it be a king, pope, president, potentate, whether it be your boss at work, uh, whether it be the mayor of your city—I don't know. People desire to get that person's favor. It's—it's it's everything. The Bible said they're seeking; we're seeking as people that rulers favor. But then, but then, God's reminding us. But a person receives justice only God is just. Only God, uh, the judgment we get, it, it, He's the only one who's just. Kevin, the only one who's going to judge us fairly, in a justice type of way, is from the Lord. So I want a couple things I want to say about this verse as we look through this. Is <clears throat> it's okay to want your boss to be happy with your work? It's okay to want to see things like that. But when we start putting rulers in the place of God, when we start putting rulers in the chain of command of God, man, we're all messed up. And that hurt we have, these things we're going through, this life that's upside down. You know, when we do that, man, we're off balance with God and we're out of favor with God. That's just the reality of it. You know, we we want our favor to be with God, our favor with the ruler. Remember Daniel. Daniel had favor in the Bible. Daniel had favor with God. He's one of two people that never had anything bad said about him. In that favor he had with God translated to a, a wonderful relationship with Nebuchadnezzar and all all the crazy things that went on in the book of Daniel, you know, throwing people in furnaces, the lion's den, things of that nature. But Daniel made a living. Daniel made a life. Daniel was inspired by God to write a book <clears throat> and to work for God because Daniel had favor with God he put favor with God ahead of all those rulers Kevin
2: yeah yeah our our uh, our God is again if he's not first nothing else works if we, if we try to say my boss is everything to me and I have to make him happy, and and I become a yes man, or I start cajoling, and and you know just buttering up to him too much, then everything's out of balance, and it's 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 like the tires again, <laughs> the tires are out of balance, and you feel it. You just know life's not good because there's something wrong. Now if that box is, boss is toxic, and he is literally manipulating you, trying to ruin you to make himself good. I would get out of there. I would, you know, God would go out the door that you came in. But if you've got God in his place and then you begin to just, I remember telling a boss who was getting ready to fire me that, um, that I, my goal, sir, is to make you successful. So if you give me another chance, I'd appreciate it. He gave me another chance and it worked wonderful. So hold that,
1: hold that thought just for a minute, brother, Kevin, we'll be right back with you. And what a joy it is to be back with you, Kevin. You were just talking about that boss, and uh, you can go ahead and wrap that up now, dear brother. We're on the other side of the commercial break.
2: Okay, uh, a ruler's favor is someone that's in authority. So many seek the ruler's favor, but every man's judgment cometh from the Lord. And and so if I was looking at that boss, and I've done it before uh looking at a boss like he's god like my happiness literally depends on him in this job then everything's out of balance but with him i just i he was getting ready to fire me and i just said look if you give me another chance my my goal is to make you successful and he said that's the ideal employee right there and he gave me another chance and and honestly it was good for the company it was good for me and he promoted me and i became uh um, you know, even, you know, I became very successful at it. I was in the IT field. So um, our our God is, is able to be all, all that we could ever want from someone else and so much more. He can be the one who gives peace that passes understanding, you know, love beyond measure. All of the things that we feel like sometimes we can only get from that person in our life. We need to look past it and uh, get balanced again and let let the uh, chemicals kind of equalize themselves of of uh, f- that fear cause and and uh, yeah start to let god be god
1: yeah and and letting god be god changes everything and uh, i think we need to remember that i think we Uh, so often we want to, we don't mean it, but we also, uh, many times without meaning it, we put ourselves in a position where we're trying to influence things to happen that God's saying no to, you know, when 99% of your, your people group around you in church and your pastor saying, no, this, this can't work. Well, then you got to say, you know, is this from God? Let's regroup. Let's look at this. Let's take some time. And I think that's really important. And I, I like that idea. Uh, of covering this today. I thought that was great. And we find ourselves in the 29th proverb. And you know, seeking that rulers favor in verse 26. And uh, and realizing that judgment, that justness comes from God. And then we see here in verse 27. And so we're talking about an unjust man. So we're coming to this place where we were just talking about looking for justice, looking for judgment that comes from God. And we find ourselves here where it says an unjust man is an abomination to the just. And he that is upright in the way is abomination to the wicked. And, uh, uh, you know, I think we're in the way of those wickedness. So an unjust person really is... is is against it's an abomination to those of us who are just because remember those people who are just we have to work at it every day that just comes from god mm-hmm. having justice making proper judgments doing things with uh, without allowing in any interference without allowing in any changes without allowing in favor without being a respecter of people doing things that are godly uh, we're an abomination. So an unjust man is an abomination to those of us who are just. We see it, right? But he that is upright is in the way is abomination to the wicked. So we see that. So one who's standing upright—that means righteous. Literally, it's translated: someone who is righteous is detestable. Uh, is somebody that's unbelievable to the wicked it's somebody that uh you know as you look at this we we being just are at opposite ends of this polar thing so the wicked hang with the devil those who are just or righteous and trying to do the right thing are on god's side so right in the middle of this kevin you see that there is no gray area You're either just, you're either on the side of righteousness or God and you're standing upright, or you're on the other side. And this verse is pointing out that you can find yourself not being able to hang together because we serve a God that's just, so we got to be on the just side. Isn't that right? So we got to realize that no matter what we do, we can't bring the unjust into our circles and let them continue to be unjust, or we're going to be miserable.
2: So true. You know, um, the word abomination— that, that, that verse has two, you know, two contrasting polar opposites, the abomination or the word abomination means disgusting, you know, just really nauseatingly disgusting. So an unjust man is nauseatingly disgusting, excuse me, to, to people that are just, in other words, if we, and you said it so well, we work at it. We really, go against our natural bent when we are just we want to do the thing that's right even though it would be easy to just let something go uh but no we take this stand well so people that don't do that people that are against that are abomination of the just we you know america i'm sorry i got something something in the desert blowing up into my throat here but um that there America is divided right now in so many ways there's it there's two polarities but isn't it so there's a stark contrast who is disgusted by who well we're disgusted by the thought that we would um that that that, that there would be a government that would let such travesty take place benghazi um afghanistan <clears throat> You know the, the the exits the exits that we've done in some of these wars, even Vietnam. Some of the things, the fall of Saigon. There's so much trauma because of the just being disgusted, being uh, totally um, the things. The thing that's most averse to uh, someone that's just is that someone would s- to just walk over that. That's disgusting. But then on the other hand. It's it's magnified by the fact that we are disgusting in the eyes of the people that do that. So we're the basket of deplorables. You know what's the big deal? Uh, you know if they do something unjust, their attitude is, "Don't get in my way." There's nothing wrong with this. So we're we're aghast at some travesty that's taken place. They're aghast that that means anything to us. They feel they're entitled. To pad, to line their pockets with unjust means, and we who don't do that are polar opposite, And brother, it's a real problem today. And there's a lot of traumatized people that that I'm talking to in the military um, who who say this is, you know, the the, the travesty that we're seeing in our country right now is, is messing me up. And and so we're just trying to, like you said, point them to God. God's the only one who's really just, God's the only one, God's going to fix this thing. He's going to settle the books someday. Praise God.
1: Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I think this is the point where I want to come out and say, listen, we, we may have people in our families and stuff that fall under that unjust mode. We still love them. We still pray for them. We still care for them. We just don't take our advice or biblical advice or church advice from them. Uh, You know, there's either, you're either just or you're not. You're either upright or you're down. And it's important that God reminds us here, so important as we looked at these two verses that we're not looking for ruler's favor. We're not, uh, we're not looking for our justice in this world, even though sometimes we have to go to a judge and we hope that they're just, but we know that the God in heaven has all this worked out. And we know there's two sides to every equation. And and you know, Kevin aptly gave us a, a wonderful definition of being an abomination. It's, it's, you know, when you see something like that, you're disgusted by it. When you see something like that, you know, it's detestable to you. When you see something like that, you say, Man, I don't want to be part of that. So an unjust man is an abomination. It disgusts us. Uh, it it's, you know, for those of us who are saved, but he that is upright stands in the way of that disgust and that craziness. And, and, you know, Kevin, as I was reading this, as you were talking a moment ago, what came to my mind too, is this whole pro-life debate. You know, we're, we're disgusted by the thought, uh, of seeing these people inside of women's bodies murdered and killed and yep. things of that nature. Yet the unjust don't see a problem with it. And the reason they don't is because God changes us. The Bible tells us that we're a new creature, that we put on God, we put away the world. And that's why verses like this have this theological meaning that's saying, hey, listen, we've got a responsibility to love everybody in this world like God does and to share the gospel with them and to reach out our missions and to do all those things we do. But at the same time, we still got to look at what's wrong and call it wrong. We still got to look at what's unjust and call it unjust. We still have to differentiate that we walk with God and that our judgment comes from God and that he's a just God. He's going to look out for us. He's going to take care of us. And folks, I don't know where you're at in life right now, but I know there's some people... that have a hard time differentiating with this. And that starts with something we said earlier in the week in that sanctification process. The more you know God, the more you know God's Word, the more that you store these verses in your heart, the more that you get out of the Holy Spirit of God's way of doing a work through your life, oh, my what god can do for you we surely hope he's doing a work in your life if there's something we can do to help you please make sure you contact us at doug at wounded or out there on our facebook page health for wounded spirits we do love you unbelievable it's 2023 let's serve god this year in a way we've never served him before let's step out not to bring honor and glory to ourselves but to him and listen when you go out today with that smile that only god can give may god bless you thank you
0: is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at Wounded Spirits dot com.